friends in the industry. So one of the greatest challenges that I see our industry, so the transportation I'm experiencing right now with respect to hiring professional drivers is honestly recruiting and retention. And whenever I'm scrolling through social media, doesn't really depend or it doesn't really matter on the platform itself. I see a ton of companies hiring and I'm like, man, do they have like a recruiting team or is it being done like how I used to as a co-owner? I did all the hiring. Well, it's one thing to post the job posting. It's one thing to think, yes, this is great. Hopefully someone sends in an application, but honestly, that's becoming harder and harder. And that's just the beginning because there's so much more to know just to effectively hire properly that you can't just leave it to, well, I hope I did that right. So I'm Josh Shannonbury, your host here at the Truck Focus Podcast. And our podcast mission is simple. We're connecting transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. And today I'm super excited as I get to bring back a good friend of mine, Teresa Kia-Wesu, owner of Key HR Services, also known as the HR Wizard. And during our conversation, Teresa and I dive into what are some of the key components of hiring correctly, and she walks us through the first part of an employee's life cycle known as attraction, where we dive into components that you need to implement when considering hiring, actually hiring, but also onboarding. So Teresa shares some must-needed advice for organizations that they can honestly implement right away, even if you're not currently hiring or if you are. But I really recommend that you learn more about Teresa and Key HR Services by visiting Key, which is K-I-Y-R or H-R dot C-A. So I look forward to the impact this conversation is going to have. Let's get to it. Teresa, honestly, super excited to welcome you back to the Trek Focus podcast. Uh, She... She is in Teresa. Just we were having a good conversation prior to hitting record, and I'm like, "This is a good conversation." I don't even want to hit record quite yet. So I just really admire. I say that because I really admire who you are. I really admire the fact that you're really positive, um, but you're also really intelligent, really well informed, and I think that's really important when you're navigating the human resources space, the people, the culture. I just think that's a really cool gift, and I'm just grateful that you came back to the podcast. So welcome back. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be back. I feel the same way. Like we were chatting so much. It was like, this could go on for two more hours, but we have to like dial it in. Right. But yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to be back. I, I appreciate you bringing me back. And I, uh, you know, I love talking about this, so <laughs> it's easy for me. <laughs> good. Good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad it's, it's mutual. So to kind of give us uh, a good rundown, just kind of set the stage. Can you recap who is Teresa, as well as Key HR Services? Just give us a uh, yeah, just a recap of who you are, your company, and where people can go to learn more. Sure, absolutely. So I'm Teresa Kiwasu. It's a really tough last name. If you try to do it, read it on your own, you probably wouldn't get Kiwasu out of it. <laughs> There's like a silent day in there. Um, and uh, I'm known in the social media world as the wonderful wizard of HR. And I've had my business, Key HR Services, for 10 years, uh, providing one-to-one support to small businesses of about 10-plus employees. But as uh, as COVID hit, I had to change the way I do things because I was a really hands-on, in, in the offices kind of um, HR professional, and I had to change that. And uh, so now I'm completely virtual, and but I still, the, my main priority is to help small businesses of 10 plus employees who are struggling with so many different things like toxic workplaces and the revolving door and, you know, how to find good people and, you know, just the constant, 
issues that you have with the dynamics of having employees. So I still help them on a continual basis, every single, like twice a week, once a month, we get on calls, we, we do everything together. And uh, I still do it, but it's all now in a virtual setting where, you know, I can help them so much quicker and easier. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's so needed. And I think to me, that's a huge highlight of what we're going to dive into today. Um, before we get there, uh, what's your website? Where can people go oh, if they want to visit? Sorry. <laughs> See, I told you I could talk about this stuff all day. Uh, it's kihr.ca. So K-I-Y-H-R.ca. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And that's in the show notes for our listeners. So make sure you go check it out literally right now. Like if we wanted to give like a three second, like nothing, I'm just kidding, but yeah, visit <laughs> right now. Um, tons of great information. And uh, Teresa is also here episode 88, which I've also included that link. And I just think it's phenomenal. So there's topics that um, human resources, transportation, compliance, health and safety, these, these overarching terms where there's so much into it. And I think very often you're going to hear people say, oh, there's so much. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to figure out this. How do I know this? How was I supposed to know that? Like, there's just so much to it. So when I find different professionals like yourself, industry leaders that really, A, you get it, really care about it, but you care a lot about the success of your clients and their people, I think that's a really unique one-two punch because I've met quite a few consultants over the last 15 years where I'm like, I think you care more about my money than you do about my end result. And that gets really uncomfortable when hard decisions have to be made where you're very different in a good way, where I'm like, man, you're so people first and you're very solution orientated. So again, check out episode 88, make sure you click the link, visit KHR services website. And I highly just beyond highly recommend working with Teresa. It's just, yeah, I'm excited. So as I kind of just gave an overview of HR, so human resources, um, we talked about that in episode 88 too, where there's a lot to it. Um, there's a lot to know. Where do you start? What does good look like? When do you need this? When do you need that? So I'm excited for this interview, obviously, as we talk a little bit more on employee life cycles. Um, we're going to talk about attraction. And yeah, I'm just super grateful that you're here, obviously, as the expert and the leader to teach our listeners some really key stuff today. So just thanks again. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. And, you know, the, that's the thing about um, human resources is, you know, it wasn't too long ago I heard somebody say, yeah, human resources is just like for big conglomerates. And I'm like, well, <laughs> not really. And I might have mentioned that last time, but, you know, it's just, it's just, if you have people, you have HR, like <laughs> it's just how it is. Right. So, yeah. And so I'm really excited to get into, you know, the overarching part about what the employee life cycle looks like, but then really focusing on attraction today. Uh, Cause I think that first finding those good people into your business, whether you're starting out or, you know, you you've grown a little bit, but you're struggling with finding more people and fitting those gaps. You know, I, I really hope that I can help. Yeah. With that. That's a huge topic right now too where you're going to hear terms driver shortage. Um, but I think in a lot of industries, not just transportation, it's employee shortage. It's good quality professionals coming to your team. And I think the whole life, or I guess the stage of, I posted a job posting on a job board. I'm going to get 100 applicants and I get to be ultra picky. I think we're going to continue to see a shift in that. 
And that's where attraction. And again, I watch your face. So those are listening, hop on YouTube and watch because I like seeing people enter what I call a passion moment where you you really care and you know a lot about the topic and you're just like, I have so much to tell you. I like seeing that. And I can see when we started, it's like, okay, good. So this is a really key component because ultimately most companies are looking for really good people and it's going to become harder and harder and harder. Just those generations retire and as millennials don't want to do different things and disrespect to them, of course, they're good people. But I think it's just a really good time for us to have this conversation. So to start us off an employee life cycle, what exactly is that? Okay. Well, if you think about like just our life in general, right? We have a life cycle. We have, you know, we're born and then we go through our stages of growing and then, you know, we expire. The same happens in an employee life cycle, but not quite like that, obviously. But you start off with, okay, you know, you need somebody. You've realized you need to add people to your business. So that's the beginning of the employee life cycle where you're bringing the employee in. And in that piece, you have the attraction. You need to attract people to your company. So there are different steps to attracting people to your organization. And then the next stage, there's three phases to an employee life cycle, just like I said, with life. <laughs> the next stage is the the retention piece. You want to keep those employees that you worked so hard on attracting here. So there are several different methods to keeping great employees and to keeping them engaged and motivated to want to stay with you and to talk wonderfully about your business, to talk to others about your business. So there's really a strategy that um, involved in retaining your employees. And then obviously with offboarding, I know this may sound a little bit counterintuitive, but when you're letting somebody go, you want to do it in the right way, no matter what, if you're firing them, or if they're resigning, or if they're retiring, you want to do it right. Because that is somebody who's going out into the world and talking about your business. You don't want that. So there's a strategy to offboarding as well. So those are the that's the entire employee life cycle, right? From birth to <laughs> expiry. And uh, there's so much that goes on in between that. Yeah. Hey, Josh here. Just a quick interruption from our conversation. So I really encourage you to connect with Teresa if you have questions surrounding your human resources requirements. Remember, if you have people, you have HR. So you can learn more by visiting keyhr.ca, which is K-I-Y-H-R.ca. I've included the link in the show notes. Let's get back to the episode. An offboarding conversation would be interesting. I'm trying to picture myself in your shoes you're meeting an employer for the first time and they're saying, yeah, we just can't learn from our mistakes. And the employee themselves was a mistake, but we didn't learn anything through that process. And I could see the instant impact where you're like, okay, well, what about this? And try tweaking this and there's value here. I could see the, an instant win for sure. So but yeah, again, I like understanding like the full circle of things because that helps you understand why. Why is this important? Why is this important? Oh, because there's six steps from now. I really needed this key component. Okay, cool. So I think that's really smart. So backtracking, I guess, to the attraction part, is there situations then where maybe it's an employer and they're hiring two people and maybe it's a new division or maybe they just really need people because they grew really fast. Is there a process that kind of takes place to help? Is this something that you help people with too, I guess, 
I'll keep it. I'll put two questions into one that you're helping people identify who they need. Is there like, is it anal, like, uh, are you analyzing like workflows or how would you, does that exist? And if so, how do you do that? Rambled questions, right? (laughs) No, that's okay. Right. Because that's, you know, I'm glad that you're asking me that question in that manner, because I think when a lot of companies, business owners, or maybe they're a manager, when they come to me, they have that same confusion that I just saw in you. Like what, what is it? Like, how how do we, how do we get this? How do we do this? Right. You know, I've kind of tried something and it didn't work. And so now I'm trying something else and, and I don't even know where to start. And for me, it is very systematic. I, I have a system that works, but I didn't start that way. (laughs) I started I started all jumbled and messed up. And, and so over, you know, the course of my 20 plus career, I perfected the way to attract people into an organization. And those systems are what I share with my clients. And, and when you ask if, if that's what I do, that's absolutely what I do. Um, I think the key thing that my clients want from me is me. They they want access to me. They want to ask me questions. They want to, you know, be able to have access to me immediately sometimes. So I had to create something virtually that does that so that when they're going through the issue now, they can be dealt with. But I also added a component where those questions that you're asking me right now, they have, they know the system because I, I teach it to them. I teach it to them in my program. So they have it available to them. They understand it. So right now you're coming to me and you're saying, oh my goodness, I don't even know. Like, do you start with a workflow? Like, how how does this work? Like, it, it all starts with first identifying, do we need this position? Right? Do we even need it? Yeah. If we don't need it, why are we even going for it? Can we afford it? You're asking all of these questions that you have to start off with. And I'm I'm a big uh, planner, so I like to forecast. So I, I teach all my members how to properly forecast the positions that you're going to be, you know, that you can see within six months or a year. And then a month to two months before you have to hire them, start the process. And what does that look like? And I could go on and on about this. <laughs> yes. Like that, that leads you into, you know, how do I even like, how do, what do I post? How do I post? What, what does that include? Right. And the thing is, is when, when people come to me, like what you just said, they are coming to me with the confusion and we do an analysis. Like I have a, I have a free HR strategy session that people could just come in and they just, they just tell me what they're struggling with. And then I give them a report on where their gaps are and, you know, how to plan and how to do things better for themselves. So they get value out of that, regardless of whether they work me, with me or not. But anyways. Powerful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's, a, that's a link, correct? Like, I, is that a link that we can share? Yes. Yes. Okay, so I will ensure that that link for your uh, free strategy session is in the show notes, because I think speaking from experience too, forecasting a, do you need this person? That's, I think more often than not, we're so focused on, we're so busy right now, we need help. 
or is it just the season? You're going to be busy for the next three weeks and then it's going to level off and you're fine. But having, I guess, <laughs> having someone that has way more clarity and you can see six months in a year down the road and you can teach that, I think is so crucial. And again, I speak often on transportation and logistics where everything is busy right now. We need it right now. So that would be a ton of value. And the fact that, yeah, I can drop that link. I will. So listeners, again, you're going to be able to check out the show notes. Make sure you get you click that link. And if you're questioning, hmm, I've never done this before. What do I do? Make sure that you reach out to Teresa. That's really important. My, I did have a question in regards to the whole recruiting process. Is do you find yourself kind of giving, like if someone reached out to on LinkedIn and so you had 10 people, you don't know them and like, hey, can you give me a piece of advice? Do you find those types of questions come up? And if so, what advice do you give people with recruiting that say they've never hired before, they've never recruited before, it's their first time? Is there like one golden nugget that, oh, I always share this or I get the system? Is that kind of where you would go again as you'd walk people through a process or where where do you sit with that? Yeah, I absolutely have an HR strategy session. Or not strategy session. That's what I just talked about. I haven't. I have. It means you got to go there. It's a hiring strategy. I don't even know why I said that. That was a total blank. But anyways, yeah, I have a hiring strategy and it is, it is itemized. It actually, if you don't do it in the steps that I tell you to do it, then you're going to probably have struggles. And I don't want that. So if somebody comes to me for advice, like I I really want to hear where you're struggling in your recruiting. What have you done? You know, is, is this something that you're actually not struggling in? You're missing one tiny piece, right? You're doing all the right things, but you're missing this one thing. And that one thing is you're posting the wrong thing or you're posting in the wrong place. You got complacent, you got lazy, and you just threw something on Indeed where that's not where your people are. Right. So we get we get down into understanding what what are you doing before I can really assess if you need extra help from me. I do have a mini course on actually recruiting on it's called recruit like a pro. And that one will walk them through. It's, it's really mini. I mean, it, it you could do it in an afternoon. I think it's like three hours long but it gives you all the steps of my hiring strategy and you get my signature hiring strategy out of it too. (laughs) So that I I would assess that and think, okay, is this something that you need? Like, do you, are you like completely green to recruiting? Do you have no idea what you're doing or, um, or you just need this little piece of advice from me and you can, you, you'll be fine. You can watch my YouTube videos on little things, but you don't really need to jump into, you know, this course. Yeah. That's how I would do it. Yeah. Good. Good. No, I appreciate that. And yeah, again, all links that are mentioned will be included in the show notes because I think that's really important because again, it's, I believe that there's an opportunity where you're getting value, you're getting value, but free is not always enough. Free value is great, but that's not going to always solve all of your questions, all of your problems. So the value of adding links is, no, no, no. I want to do business with Teresa and I'll always push that. And I'm, yeah, as we said, even before we hit record, I really like sharing your content because I get fulfillment from your content. So the fact that I'm, and I'm not even hiring currently, it's more of a just, I did not know that. I didn't understand it that way. So anyway, that's why I'm proud to just re- definitely represent your brand, be an advocate for you. So I appreciate that. The uh, an onboarding conversation too. So in trucking, and we're not just going to stick in trucking, we can talk really any organization is abroad. 
onboarding is pretty, a typical onboarding process is, okay, I see your abstract. Maybe they fill out an, an application. Okay, you're hired. Here's the keys. Don't crash it. That's a typical onboarding situation. And I know other employments, the same, like it could be factory work. It could be hospitality. Oh, you've kind of done this before. Okay, you'll be fine. It's like, no, I don't know what I'm doing yet. So can you kind of give us an overview of what would a strong onboarding journey look like? Like, I know that that's a lot, but if you could talk about what does that kind of look like, that would be really good. Definitely can. Um, I want to start with first by saying when you're attracting people, the onboarding portion of attraction, you know, in our little attraction bucket is the last piece to attracting them. Even though onboarding happens when they're here, it's still part of bringing them on. And um, just to give you an overview of what attraction looks like, you want to make sure that you're, you've got a good idea of what the job is going to be. So you're going to analyze that job and then you're going to create the job posting and then you're going to do your recruiting. And with the recruiting, your next thing is you want to select those uh, those candidates, you want to go through the selection process, and then you want to go through the hiring process, which is presenting the offer, right? So you've selected your individual and you're presenting the office and offer. And there is a system just for that piece, right? To do it right. So all of that is leading to the onboarding piece. When you get to hiring, the onboarding is actually already starting in the, in the hiring piece. And so the way that you present your offer, how much time you give them to look at the offer, making sure that they get that independent legal advice that that you want to encourage them to get, and then sending them the welcome letter. It starts there. It's like, welcome to the company. These are all the things that I want you to know that you can expect on your very first day. And it's things as simple as, have you ever gone to a new place of work and you don't know if you should bring your lunch or if you shouldn't? You don't know where to park. You don't know even if there is a lunchroom or is there a restaurant close by? Um, do you Can you bring your boots and change into your shoes or like in, in a truck situation? I don't know how really yeah, that yeah. works, but it's like, am I going to be hopping in the truck today or am I going to be sitting in an office? Should I bring all the, all the things that I need, right? Like how, what, what am I supposed to do? And you said it perfectly when you, you said it kind of like, you know, you're thrown into the fire. You come in and it's like, okay, off you go. <laughs> Here's your safety manual. <laughs> it's this big. <laughs> Enjoy, right? So you want to be able to give them what we call in HR, the best employee experience and the onboarding. Well, actually even it starts before then. It starts actually in your job post. You, how you communicate to people. And I give you, I give you exactly what you should be saying in there. There's a little thing in there called an employee value proposition. It's a little clause on what you can give them. It starts there. Like your onboarding and the attraction and all of that starts there. And so when you get to that, when you get to that onboarding piece, and onboarding doesn't stop with the welcome letter, you know, then there's the introductions and then there's how are you going to space out the training? 
Are you going to just dump everything on them in one day and sit sit there with a book of policies and read them through them or make them read through them and then off they go? No, you want to slowly introduce them to everything, show them where they can find those policies for resources later. You want to you want to do it in steps. And onboarding goes like probably 3 months long. And so I think that's where people kind of don't know you know, because that's not their expertise. You're a business owner, right? You're, you're busy running your business. You don't know, like, you know, you need employees, but you don't know all the intricacies that come with that. Yes. And I do have an onboarding strategy too. You'll hear me say strategy a lot, but I have one of those too. (laughs) And that's what's so key though, is something as minute as yes, there's a lunchroom, and yes, there's a place that you can leave your clothes if you have to change for this. Or yes, there's a restaurant up the road if you didn't want to pack a lunch. But that shows, I would say, that you're investing into that person's comfort. And right away, like just thinking through my own experience reading certain things, I'm like, well, that's good to know. I didn't know. I, I never even would have thought of that until I was in that moment. So thanks for letting me know. But a huge one that you said, honestly, was introductions. And I think it's you have a huge opportunity to create a rock star champion for your company because they're already in the honeymoon phase. They're stoked. They're hired to really uplift them through introductions. And I, well, I'm a huge believer in nicknames. Like anytime it's appropriate, I love having a nickname or a story about a person because when I do an introduction, to me, it's a really effective icebreaker to say, so-and-so's nickname, just kidding. Their real name is this, but we call them this. And you can share the backstory as to why, or if you don't know why you just say, I don't know, that's what we've always called them. That right there, I'm like, you just made that first person feel like part of the team. And you're not just the bench warmer. You're not just the water boy or girl. No, no, you're part of the team. You're going to play. You're really important here. And I think that's a piece that speaking through experience, people could do, people as employers could do a lot better at and is really small, really easy to do. Just takes 15 minutes to introduce, depending on the size of your company, of course. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. And then it's funny when you said the, the safety manual that was not even over exaggeratedly three feet like thick because you're just like, yeah, you got to read all those policies and you need to know them before you leave today. So good luck. And it's like, what? <laughs> so but yeah, you mentioned a lot of good stuff, which I appreciate. Yeah, you know, the thing is, yeah, when you when you say nickname, I, I think I would even go as far as saying, do you have a nickname? Would you like mm. to be introduced <laughs> a certain way, <laughs> right? Yes. And, you know, kind of feel them out and 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 see what they like and and making sure that um, you know, the supervisors are a part of the introductions. And you know, it's not just the business owner who's walking around introducing this person to to someone like depending on the size of your business, you can get several different people involved in the introductions as well, right? I'll take you to this part of of the operations and I'll show you how this works. And so they're getting to know that person who's walking around with them. And I mean, we've even talked about having hiring buddies, you know, depending on the size of your organization, like if you have about 50 employees, get somebody who they can, you know, shadow and be referred to or to refer to if they have any issues or struggles. You know, I'm, I, I, I don't know where to find this. Where was that policy? They, they don't have to go to the business owner all the time or to the supervisor all the time. They could actually have an onboarding buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So much value in that, especially yeah. if, it, if you're kind of seen as equals too, because then, yeah, it's, yeah. I think that's a really big opportunity. We're always looking for wins. We're looking for people to feel, 
I don't know too many organizations that are hiring for someone to feel bad when they first start. I don't think that's normal. I think what is long desired is how to improve that experience. Improve, I think you called it the employee. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. Sorry, I couldn't remember the E. And it's like, okay, it's the small things. And if it is a peer-to-peer buddy system, so there is no hierarchy and there's no fear, it's, hey, I got an awkward question. And it's like, hey, I was waiting for that awkward question. That's really cool. And then obviously you get better if you have to hire again. This is like, oh, I've been through it before. Because when you're getting hired, you're nervous. And like, yeah, there's a lot of things that could be, which I think really reflects your programs is you're helping employers take a lot of that burden off the new employee by improving that experience from day one. And it could be how you talk to them, how you address them to like, even I, I, I've hired my past. I like complimenting things on resumes. I like acknowledging achievements because it's like, oh, tell me about that. Okay. You want me to brag about myself for five minutes? Yes, I do. And you just continue that lifestyle or that life cycle. I think that's really important. But um, so from the full cycle, employee cycle experience, when we're talking attraction, is there any other key components that you wanted to highlight for today? Because I do know, again, you can publicly say no to me. And that's totally fine. My feelings will not be hurt. But I do know with the other components of the employee life cycle, I did want you to come back so we can dissect those. Because again, there's so much content that it could be overwhelming for people. So I, I if you're still comfortable, if because you did say yes off camera, no pressure. It's kidding. But if you wanted to, we could talk about those later. But for the attraction component, is there any other major pieces that um, we should add for today? Um. Okay. Well... I think, well, first of all, yes, I would love to come back. <laughs> so you're not, you're not getting denied today. So it's all good. And, and I, I, I do stick to my words. So I did promise you off camera, <laughs> but now no pressure. heard it here, folks. Um, yeah. I want to say that it seems, it almost seems like um, it could be so simple, right? Attraction. There's so what attraction looks like is you've got job matching and analysis. So you want to analyze your job and see what kind of compensation you want to match to that job. So there's a little bit of work involved in there. So when we when we break it down, we've got attraction up here and then we've got job matching and analysis, recruitment, selecting, hiring and onboarding. And within each of those components, they break down even further. Right. So when you're when you're job matching, like I mentioned, you have uh, compensation that you need to look at. You need to look at how to properly do a job post. Well, if you're doing a job post, what do you have to start with first? Well, you have to start with making your job description. Right. You can't you can't summarize your job description until you have one. So you have to make sure you have one of those and you have to make sure that you're not posting your job description Instead of your summary, those are two totally different things. Your job post is different than your job description. And we we call them profiles um, in the HR world, job profile or position profile, but it's a job posting. It's what you advertise out there. It's if, if you're just taking your job description that's like three pages long and you're throwing it out there, you're going to lose interest right away. And we get deep into talking about, okay, well, what does that look like? You know, where do we post? I mentioned it earlier. You don't want to just throw it on on in a, on indeed if that's not where your people are. You want to get creative, especially you you mentioned this, and I was actually really impressed about how you talked about 
how you talked about um, certain generations that are leaving and, and it, you, you talked a little bit about millenni- millennials, but we've got the gen, um, the gen Z's coming up too, the centennials or whatever you want to call them. Those guys are coming in too. And they're a whole different dynamic. Everything happens as fast as, you know, your attention span on TikTok, you know, bam, 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 you got to get it done. Well, where are you going to post? If you're attracting that kind of individual, you have to take all those things into consideration. So I, I truly mean it when I say, and, you know, somebody could be watching this and starting to panic. They could be like, you know, working up a sweat, like, oh my gosh, there's so much I need to know. Right. Like, they're, yeah, they're having a little bit of sweat there. They're, they're going, okay. She's now talking about um, all different kinds of, you know, the, the boomers are retiring and, and the, these TikTok kids are coming in and where, where do I fit in and how am I going to figure all this out? And that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I, I'm here to relieve that. Right. Like this isn't meant to be a sales pitch, but I mean, not just me, there's many professionals out there that can help you with these things. Uh, but you need to recognize that if you don't get the help or if you try to wing it, even, you know, you can go on YouTube, you can watch YouTube and there's a lot of great advice out there, but sometimes there's advice out there that doesn't work for your industry, your organization, uh, where you should be posting. So you want to be really, really careful with where you're getting this information. And same with like part of attraction, there's hiring and you go, okay, I need an employment agreement. I'm going to go online. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to get myself an employment agreement because I don't really know where to go. Or there's an awesome, there's an awesome website called lawdepot.ca. I'm not an affiliate of theirs, but I use them a lot. But I don't just, I'll download an employment agreement from there. And then I'll revise it to what my company needs. And then I get the lawyer uh, stamp of approval. I'll send it to a lawyer and say, hey, I need you to review this for me. Is it good? And if they like it, then they'll say yes, or they'll make some changes. But, you know, if you were to just download that and just use what you have, you may be missing important components for your state, region, province, country, (laughs) wherever you are, right? So that, to me, I think really, I don't want you to sweat. Because there is help out there, but you have to be willing to get the help, right? And I think that's where there's there's a little bit of, and what's the priority, Yeah. right? Yeah. Should I get the help from this individual with this thing I'm struggling on right now? Or should I get the help with this thing that I'm struggling on right now? And it's like, well, if you want to keep your employees, you got to get the help. So, yeah. Yeah. When you're talking about careful where you're getting the information, I think a lot of our listeners, especially in supervisor management, even ownership roles, you're probably, again, we're transportation logistics, multiple types of companies. You probably have some form of a pain point there because far too often someone, so in Alberta, we're obviously in Alberta, you get, you can have a federal trucking company, just like you can have a federal employer. 
You have a provincial trucking company, just like a provincial employer, and very different rule sets and very different requirements based off of weight and stuff. And most carriers now that have gone through some form of a review with like a third-party auditor and stuff, they probably have at some point or another been like, yeah, you're following the long, the wrong law there. Where'd you get this form from? And I don't know, so-and-so gave it to me. Or I don't know, I, I look it up on YouTube. You got to be very careful. And I think that's so important. I'm glad you said that because there are maybe other professionals out there in this space, but Teresa is my go-to. So I'm an advocate for her. And it's just like, no, 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 you need to know. It's not a, well, that'd be nice if I had the right form one day. It's like, part of it is just, you want to make sure your documents are right. But if you think of from a legality standpoint, and again, you don't want to go morbid, but it happens. Maybe it's a wrongful dismissal and you didn't know, and none of your stuff is legit. Okay. Well, that's a pretty clear picture of your business. And again, I deal with the insurance perspective quite often and that type of compliance. So just making sure that you have the right information is key, which is why I trust Teresa, which is why I always will advocate, hey, you got a question, let's go talk to the pros because it's you're way better off doing that. And if it costs you money, good. It means that it was worth it because ultimately there's obviously your expertise is worth a lot of money. It's just going down the route of guessing is not smart, especially for someone that you're trying to hire for a long-term employee. You want to have the confidence Yes, I did this right. Yes, I did this right. Yes, I did this right. And how do I know? Well, <laughs> I worked with a pro. I worked with Teresa. Everything was coached to me. Everything was in order. And you're not guessing because that's a bad feeling, hoping you got it right when it comes to like legal documentation and stuff. So I'm glad you mentioned that anyway, because I get really preachy and I get those little hairs on the back of my neck stick up because it scares me. Because again, I just know a lot of people go through it. So I'm glad to see you. Know what? And, and, you know, to be frank, I, I've been through it in my intermediate managerial years, right? Like 15 years ago when I first started getting into management and, and uh, I thought I knew, I thought I knew, you know, I had the education, I had the experience and I thought I knew what I was doing and I followed all the, all the steps and, you know, had an employee dismissal go wrong on me because I followed the steps, but I didn't follow them correctly as far as common law is concerned. And I think that that's where the breakdown is, is that, A lot of people think that when they see a statute law, which is legislation, right? Like you were just talking about your federal and your provincial um, legislation, right? And people see that and they go, oh, I've got it. I'm provincial. I know it. I'm there. And they say, I've got all the forms and, and I'm following the law, right? But they forget about case law and which sets a different type of precedent And that's where I got burned a few times. And I was somebody who came from a legal background and I totally understood the difference between case law and statute law, but I didn't understand it in my role as a human resources professional. And so I even have gotten caught in that situation before. And our company had to settle because it turned out to be a wrongful dismissal. And, you know, that doesn't, I, I I haven't had that happen in a very long time because I learned, yeah. right? And I got more educated on that. I went to a lot of employer workshops. I know when to talk to my employers or my lawyers now. I said employer workshops, I mean lawyer workshops. <laughs> I don't know why I'm messing up my words there. But those are the type of things that, you know, I rely on my my professionals too. I rely on my lawyers for certain things that they know right? I'm subscribing to their newsletters. I'm, I'm paying to get advice from them, right? That to me is super important to make sure that like it, in our, 
in our Q&A sessions that I have inside my program, somebody comes to me and says, I, I don't, I don't know how to do this. Can you walk me through it? If I have a, like just a shadow of a doubt in my mind that I could be wrong, I will tell them, I will get back to them. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like I know I'm not going like, sometimes I like in the past, I thought I knew, but then I actually didn't. Right. And that cost me and it cost the company. And, you know, that's what I want to prevent for my clients. And that's what I have been doing, you know, all these, all these years, but that is like, for me, that is, uh, just the part that I want to, I like, I'm so protective of people in my program. I'm so protective of all my clients. I want to do the best. I mean, if you ask any of them, uh, probably what they would say is that I'm highly ethical. I'm, I am, I'm highly ethical. I like to follow the letter of the law, uh, but sometimes the letter of the law is confusing. I mean, look at the pandemic, for example, like if you look back and you're talking to lawyers and you're saying, how am I supposed to treat my employees? What am I supposed to do? You know, they're going, I don't know. There's no precedence. We have nothing to work with here. Uh, you could try this or you could try that. So everybody was just experimenting until precedence got started and set, right? So those are the kind of things that, oh my gosh, I think I'm, I've gone off the rails here a little. Sorry about that, Josh. No, it's but- good. And you hit a point too. So I often, I use maybe a self-created language or slogans for language. But when I talk about industry leaders and I talk about creating a pivotal impact, I talk about someone that I trust and they're not just out for the credit card. So when you're talking about, if I have a little bit of uncertainty, I will say, great question. I'm gonna get back to you. Because that to me is the differentiating factor between I might be right Hey, please versus no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get some facts. Let me get some information. I'll give you the truth. Give you accurate interpretation. That's what sets industry leaders apart. So the fact that you went there, I was really grateful because I'm like, yes, yes. Thank you. Because I think far too often people are getting like half correct advice used to be right, but they're not up to speed. So the fact that you're saying sign up for newsletters and you're going to workshops and you're really invested in this, what's current, what's right, because you're very ethical and you live to the letter of the law. I think that's really important for our listeners to understand is, and maybe it's not human resources. Maybe they're talking about, you need a consultant on tires. Okay. Is there liability? Yes. Okay. Make sure that they're doing these things that Teresa's talking about, because ultimately that is an industry leader that I'm an advocate for. And it's not just about, well, you signed up for the subscription, so pay me my money. And I don't care if I'm right or wrong. Like I just, I really want to drive those points home because you do a really good job clearly communicating what I stand for when we're talking about this space. And again, you learn from mistakes. I've learned from it. I failed audits before and it was really reassuring knowing I wasn't going to lose my job over it. It was just, okay, <laughs> it didn't go as good as we hoped. Let's navigate through it. We'll get through it. So anyway, I just really want to highlight about you because I really, I like that you're that honest. And I like the fact that you can go off into the weeds a little bit, but it still drives home the point. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for that. Can I, do you mind if I give you a little bit of an example? Yeah, um, please. Like recent. Okay. So, um, in our, we get two Q and A sessions a week with me, 
And what happens is the members of our program, they'll submit a question ahead of time so that I have time to prepare to answer the question. And then they're scheduled the same time every week. So everybody knows that that's when you come on the call. And um, this one question was um, about remote work policies. And I have like all my, everybody who's part of my program gets like 34 pages of policies that I have created. And then they, they tweak them how they, they want. And I said, I don't have one in the, in the policy manual that you get access to, but tell me a little bit more about what you're, what you want. Right. So we got talking on, on the, um, the call. And so how I said it was I, I'll write a policy. Definitely, I'm going to write a policy. I'm not going to make you do it. You can go ahead and do it. And I I walked through, I taught them on the call how to write a policy, right? So that the, if they're ever in a situation where they I can't do it or they can't, now they know where to look, what legislation to look at, how to how to figure it out. But I said, no, I, I want to have this for the members. So I'm going to create it and then I'll put it in the program and then you'll have access to it. But the th- key thing that I drive home is if you're going to build this policy, if I'm going to build this policy, you have to get that lawyer stamp of approval. Just send it over to your lawyer and say, hey, can you take a quick peek at this? And they'll take a peek at it and they'll say, yep, that looks good or no, it doesn't look good. And you're done right? It's probably going to cost you maybe 50 bucks, maybe. And, but you now know that it's, it's good to go. And so that's an example of where I didn't have it. I didn't know it, but I was willing to research it and figure it out for you. So I can give it, I can give it to you in the program. Powerful. Powerful. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm glad you shared that because I like the human factor too. I like the fact that we're not like Facebook robots and we're all just like absolutely perfect at everything. I really admire that. So thank you very much. So the, uh, but yeah, welcome. Teresa, honestly, I'm so glad that you came back. And uh, I think if we had eight hours, it still wouldn't be enough time. I think we could just, <laughs> we could run with it. And one thing that I admire um, through our conversation is stories. I think I'm, well, I'm, I'm actually in a training course right now, all about communicating through story. And I'm like, man, I really like when people talk in stories because I'm really hypersensitive that right now. And I like that you can share examples and situations and how to's and oh, I did this is because I know you from, should be in my program. You should uh, see all the case studies and stories I have in there. Exactly. Day. See, that's what I'm talking about. So yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm just really grateful. I'm grateful that you came back and I, I purposely put you on the spot. So hopefully that wasn't too much to say yes to. But I do uh yeah. I think the fact that you're going to come back and I know that there's more obviously for the employee life cycle to talk about, but there's a lot more in human resources that we're going to talk about. So basically my call to action to our listeners is if there's a topic, a question that's not too hard for me, because it'd be really easy for Teresa because I still like to look good. Just kidding. But if you have a question about human resources, that's appropriate for a podcast. If it's a one question, please do contact Teresa or myself. Um, and if it's something where it makes sense to take her training, obviously that's what I'll say. Hey, you know what? I'm still going to connect you, but I would highly recommend you take the training. But if there is a question that something we talked about today, maybe you don't know how to, what is retention? Maybe it is, what is recruiting? If you have a question, I do ask you ask that. 
But if you have a question that you'd like us to discuss in a future episode, because I did, again, lay that out there on purpose, I'd love to know. And I think just, again, a little bit of advanced notice, that would be the right guidance to share. And I think it'd be really cool just to see what comes in. And then from Teresa's perspective, I want to see just you shine in the education and mentorship moment, because again, I think that's really special. So that's the call to action, but I am super grateful that you hopped on today. So as we come to a close, can you just give us a recap again of where people can go to learn more about key HR services? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the best place to go is obviously my website at uh, kiyhr.ca. And uh, you can find out how to contact me. You can learn about the programs we talked about in there today, the courses, um, the HR strategy session. Oh, uh, no, I don't think I have that up there, but you can book a call with me. Um, I'm just figuring out how to do a pop-up <laughs> so with it, so people will see it. So that might not be, that might be there by the time you you um, put this out there. But if it's it's not there, you can still book a call with me and we can still talk and, and figure out your strategy. That's that's a key place. If you're on LinkedIn, come connect with me and uh, drop me a line, say hello. I'd love to meet you. I love meeting people regardless of whether it's about HR or not. So, you know, say hello and tell me how you, how you learned about me through uh, Josh's <laughs> podcast. And uh, yeah, that, I think that's, those are key two places that you can really find me. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And again, I've included them in the show notes. So that way it's really simple for our listeners. So thank you again. Really appreciate your time. And just again, the value that you bring, how you serve people. It's just all awesome stuff. And I'm just super grateful. So thank you again. Thank you, Josh. I really I thank you again for having me. I really enjoy it. And obviously, you can tell that I like to talk about this stuff. So yeah, we'll just keep going. <laughs> good. Appreciate it. Okay. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks again. You too. Bye. Teresa, honestly, thank you so much for coming on to the Truck Focus podcast. Once again, you just shared so much value and I'm just so grateful that you were able to make it today. So thank you. And you mentioned a couple of things in our conversation that I think were huge takeaways. So first, when you mentioned, do you even need the position? And you talked about how you work with compl- or with um, clients completing job analysts ahead of time. So much value there. So that way the employee and the employer both know Yes, we need the position. That's what it's all about. But also, you talked about being careful of the information that you're getting. So you shared a backstory as well about a situation with case law. Just super powerful. So again, thank you so much because we do need to be careful of what we're implementing. So as I mentioned towards the end of our conversation to our listeners, if you have a specific question about HR that you would like to discuss on an upcoming podcast episode with Teresa and I, please send me a note, reach out, we'll make sure to discuss it. I also encourage you to learn more about Key HR services by visiting www.keyhr, so K-I-Y-H-R.ca. Also, if this is the first time you've ever checked out a Truck Focus podcast, I really welcome you to our community, but also to our dedicated listeners. I wanted just to continue to say thank you so much for your investment of time. Ask that you like this episode, but also share it out because I know there's an overabundance of organizations hiring right now. And I think that just what Teresa and I dived into today, and you can just hear the passion coming out of Teresa is awesome. People need to hear it. So I do ask that you share it out, but also that you subscribe to the channel that you are listening on. That way, again, we're notified of all upcoming episodes because, again, we do release them once a week, which is sweet. So, again, thank you so much, Teresa. Really value your time. Really appreciate just all the input and leadership that you have in this space and for coming back to the Truck Focus podcast. So, as always, let's create a pivotal impact. 